Listen, do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website, that's www.wairpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, adventurers need not apply. Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are merely role players, where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt, I'm your compere for this main house production, and I'm backstage with the cast of this production. Hi, I'm Helen, my character is Melody Bantham, and she's the constructed. Hello, uh, I'm Ellen, I'm playing Jess Butterworth, the spooky Hi, I'm Chris B. Uh, I am playing Calisteria Softbinding, and I am the expert. Hello, I'm Chris, and I'm playing Ed Kincaid, the professional. Welcome. This is our cast. Uh, it has been many months since all of you created these characters. Everybody excited to find out a little bit more about them and their backstory now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed finding out the bit I'd done again. <laughs> <laughs> So what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to find out what what is the shared history of these characters, how do they know each other, what have they worked together on before in the past. So all of you have a series of questions on your character sheet. What you're going to do is uh, each of you is going to is going to take three of those questions and assign them to the other players basically. And I think it's going to make sense if we start with Chris and Kincaid the professional because Kincaid is a bit of a weird case. And I think we need to we need to establish some stuff about his place in this before anybody else so that it all makes sense. I don't know how pleased you would be being referred to as a weird case, given <laughs> how hard he's trying not to be that. <laughs> Basically, if all of you get a chance to play with everybody else at some point, you are going to run out of questions because there's only a limited number on the sheet. So feel free, if you don't feel like there's one that applies properly to one of the other people here, or if you want to adapt one and change it around a little bit, feel free to do that or, or make up brand new relationships if there's one that just immediately comes to mind. Oh, I would know this person this way. But Chris, looking at those uh, that list of relationships on the professional sheet, do any of them feel to you like they apply to... Jess, Calisterius, or Melody? Well, I mean, obviously I don't know much about the characters, but two of them sound like they're definitely going to be supernatural, which doesn't sound like... Kincaid's big on denial and and just 
pretending everything's just normal and fine. Uh, so Melody, Melody and Jess are both deniably supernatural. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> but either of them could be on the agency's watch list, and I've been keeping an eye on them. So let's go with Jess. Okay. And in Kincaid's case, the agency is MI5, uh, specifically the weird crank hotline unit that they kick MI5 agents down to when they've been bad. <laughs> so far, so far, it's just me and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> we already knew that uh, Jess has some sort of relationship to our other agency, the Department of Emissions. So it's interesting to know that she's also on MI5's radar. I wonder why that could be. Maybe we'll find out. Not <laughs> as plausibly deniable as all that, eh? Hey? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> What's Jess been doing to get on that radar? None of your business. <laughs> Chris, have you got any others that uh, that feel right or natural, or shall we circle around some others and come back to you in a bit? Let's do a loop, because I've got one that I think might sort of work, but let's see how other people are feeling. Okay, all right. Well, since uh, Jess has been brought into the circle, Ellen, do you have any relationships on that list that you think will work? Yes. Um, I quite like, you've known each other some time, but since your powers manifested, you keep them uh, at a distance emotionally, or they saw you use your powers for selfish and predictive reasons. Because I like someone sort of knowing that there's uh, something darker going on. I think Melody owns the the tea shop, is it a tea shop or a record shop? It's both. Yeah, I feel that's somewhere that Jess would hang around and want to be seen because it's, you know, a pretty cool spot around the town. Yes, it is. So I think that I'm going to go with you and I have known each other for some time. But since my powers manifested, I've been keeping you at a distance emotionally. Oh, OK. Interesting, slightly sad. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there will be some reconciliation. Who knows? <laughs> Helen, since it's come round to you, do you want to... Add a relationship? Okay. I was thinking that Ed thought I was a monster, tried to kill me, forgot, now we're friends. That sounds like something that would happen to Kincaid. Other than the friends bit. <laughs> uh, no, no recollection of, of any of this detachable limbs nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, definitely a thing that could have happened. Great. That's good, because that sets up some... Kincaid has at least had some contact with with the supernatural yeah. in Sheridan. It's just that he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah, because I think, like we discussed in character creation, that he gets he gets called out here quite a lot and is is sick of it. Like, so I think he just has like that sort of working relationship with a few people around, but just because he's he thinks he's just going about his normal business again. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of the times that Kincaid gets called out to Sheridan, sometimes it is a false alarm. Sometimes it is just somebody who's a bit lonely and is calling into the crank hotline. But then, you know, maybe 40-50% of the time it's something genuinely weird, which he deals with in a professional manner, and then goes back to London and goes, well, that was just another... <laughs> By the time he's got there, he's forgotten I it was weird. I issue a cursory glance at the situation delete it all on the train back home <laughs> and then write it up for my reports 
So yeah, so Melody remembers that Kincaid thought she was a monster and tried to kill her, but Kincaid does not remember that. <laughs> Kincaid's just like, this is Melody, my friend from Sheridan, who I talk to when I'm in town. Yeah. She runs the tea shop, don't you know? <laughs> Chris B, we haven't got any in the list for you yet. Would you like to add a relationship? Yes, absolutely. Um, so this one is, you were previously both members of an eldritch group, now disbanded. Ooh. So ask them why they left, then tell them why you did. So I think I was a member of some sort of eldritch group with Jess. Oh, So nice. Jess, why did you leave the group? Hmm. I think that has something to do with my spirit guide that they didn't like me being involved with it and manipulated me away. So do we think it was like a genuinely eldritch group that genuinely did magic, or was it like uh, like the local goths and horror authors society <laughs> playing Vampire the Masquerade in the local ruins? Yeah. No, I think it was a genuine group, and uh, I think the reason I left was that they refused to acknowledge my expertise. <gasps> I didn't progress as uh, as far through the group as I wanted to, so uh, I decided I had enough, and I'm going to make my own group. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and, and you've successfully found one, so you really showed them. <laughs> Absolutely. Fully justified. <laughs> That's great. That's another another eldritch group running around town that we can meet at some point. <laughs> it's going to be like that scene in Shaun of the Dead, isn't it? <laughs> Where we cross paths. Brilliant. Yeah, just pointing at each other going, same hat. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we come back round to Kincaid? Now that we've got a few more details in, any any more come to mind? So I have a few that I think could work reasonably well for Cal, but I just wanted to know how eldritch of a guy he was. And I think we've uh, <laughs> answered that. So I think we've met on a mission and worked together unofficially and successfully. Great. I don't really know in what capacity, but as it, it sometimes probably just helpful for me to have someone around who does acknowledge that something supernatural might be going on. <laughs> That works quite nicely, because I'd actually uh, picked another one out for Ed that was going to be, uh, they came to you for advice, and your advice got them out of trouble. Ask them what that trouble was. So what was this mission? I mean, I think I probably came to you in what I consider one of my uh, weaker moments as a good professional down the line, straight as an arrow, <laughs> MI5 agent, where I was sort of erring on the admission that something something outside of my fathoming was going on trying to decide if i want to involve one of the others or not like directly i don't know i think i've just been called to sherry down as i often am for a, a haunting sort of situation i set up all my uh, equipment in the house and expected nothing even did the sort of like uh, as a kid sleep in the speak, spooky haunted house prove nothing's wrong thing and I think something was wrong, something which I now deny entirely. But I, uh, I came to you once the, uh, just when I when I had a feeling that ghosts might, for a moment, be a thing. They're not, though. They're definitely not. I've never seen anything weird ever. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. That's good. And now that we know that ghosts exist, so that's awesome too. They definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, let's get another one in the on the list for you. Chris B, 
I was going to go with for Cal and Melody that I've known you since you were little. But how long have you been in Sherrydown for? Oh, uh, I was born in Sherrydown. So great because uh, I've been here two hundred years. So <laughs> entirely plausible. Approximately, then. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm supposed to ask you what the nature of that relationship is. Ooh, uh, how long have you? Uh, how long have you owned the shop? That was my question. I have owned a cafe slash coffee shop on that premises virtually since I arrived. Okay. I think I used to come into the shop to steal Wi-Fi and do writing. Um, uh, as soon as stealing Wi-Fi was a thing. And uh, I think that's how we know each other. Lovely. <laughs> as the friendly local provider of free Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> Are you quite young, Cal? I guess I'm probably in about my late 30s. Right. Not quite old enough to have the enormous back catalogue of like a hundred novels under your belt but you know enough a few yeah, not yet a good yeah. following uh where are we at has everybody got two now no ah in which case ellen would you like to establish another one yes i have one i think looking at it ties in really well with kincaid that if i'm on the mi5 watch list then i think that you at some point saw me use my powers for selfish or vindictive reasons whether you still remember that or not is another matter. But I get to ask you who the victim was, and then I get to say what it was that I did. I think the victim was me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what did Jess do? I think that Jess realised that she might not know exactly what department you're from, but that you don't belong in Sheridan that you have more information than you're necessarily let on when you're here. And I'm on a quest to find out what happened to my brother. So when you were drinking in my mum and dad's pub one evening, I used some form of telepathy and mind control to get you to order far too much to drink to the point where you were talking very loudly at the bar about stuff you really shouldn't have been talking about to someone you really shouldn't have been talking to. All right. So, yeah, so Kincaid is probably at this point and probably at that point as well, to be honest, unaware that there was any tele telepathic whammy going on, mm -hmm. but definitely knows that he got way too drunk and said way too much one time in Jess's parents' pub. That yep. works pretty well because, it, like, because the gambit was to create a situation where i plausibly would have done all that it also gives me a reason to have uh, just written off anything i might have experienced because it's like oh, i was just pissed yes yeah. <laughs> like, that didn't happen. don't be stupid don't be stupid ed <laughs> right i think everybody has one more to create so does anybody have one already in mind and just want to jump straight in there yeah i could go so i've got one for melody and uh, that is, they know about some of your dark secrets, but they've agreed to keep quiet about them. Uh, tell them what they know. So uh, I think that Melody knows that uh, my debut novel was partially plagiarised uh, because she <laughs> sort of saw me doing it uh, when I was writing it in uh, stealing her Wi-Fi in her cafe. Um, sorry, not stealing, using her Wi-Fi in her cafe. 
but she has very kindly agreed uh, not to tell anyone. Fantastic. And I'm very grateful. <laughs> An example of Melody learning how to be a nice human. Yeah. <laughs> not shopping her friend. Yeah. Uh, Helen, since that one was pointed at you, would you like to do your final relationship next? So I need to do a connection with Jess. So far we've got the... Uh, Jess is keeping me at a distance. My instinct initially before that was that Jess and I would be good friends. I think we are. I think we are. And I'm supposed to tell you if it's from way back or recently. I feel like it could be a few years and recent, but I don't know in terms of how recently it might have changed for you to be more distant. Well, if you've been there for a long time, it's probably recent for you, but maybe I've, I've known you since I was a kid. And you were always a cool, cool person about town. But so I've because I was going to add on to that. I have another one, which is your old friends and trust each other completely. So I think that we have that relationship there. But recently something has changed. Like, um. ooh, drama. Does that work? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's this this mysterious new presence in Jess's life, isolating her from her friends. Oh, sad. It's a big red flag. <laughs> intervention Ellen do you ha- still have a third one to do who don't you have a relationship pointed at yet I don't have a relationship yet with Cal but I think you hope that they can help you control your powers so that's what I've well, got well I'm in, sure I, I can I'm sure I've read about this sort of thing before obviously <laughs> that's nice yeah so something's changed in Jess's life and she's pushing old friends away to some extent but uh, going towards Cal and his expertise yeah. And of course, uh, Cal has a, an anti, anti-magic and anti-monster dungeon he can put you in if you go off the rails. So <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I don't know how, how, <laughs> how much he publicises that. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think everybody in the group would know about that. It took a lot of effort to build, you know, I want some people to know about it. <laughs> keep talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's just a nonsense room for something that will never yeah. occur. <laughs> Even if you haven't told everybody, Mick would spill. Yeah, he'll build it. And that sort of there's an extra question there of uh, if Jess has opened up to Cal about her powers, is is Kit, the, the who is the source of Jess's powers, allowed in the library? Because Cal gets to say who's allowed in the library and who isn't. Hmm. Ah, oh, interesting. Do I know about Kit? Uh, only as much as I know, or what I've, I've been willing to tell you. I think I've told you that his intentions are good, and that he's very helpful, and has given me lots of powers. Right, okay. Um, and I guess I've, I've probably taken that on faith, even if I'm a, a little bit suspicious of it. But um, So the way that uh, people get access to the library through, the, um, through all the wards and everything, to the occult section of the library, is you have to have a library card for it, and it has to have <laughs> your name written on it. And I have to have given it to you willingly and not under duress. Uh, but, I mean, I could probably put in on your one, I could put in brackets... Uh, Jess brackets and Kit, and I think that would uh, probably allow him access to the library. Thank you, I'll treasure to the occult it. section. If I've calculated right, uh, Chris Kincaid should be the last one that still has a relationship to form. Uh, yeah, I think I haven't mentioned one for Melody. No, a lot of these are quite like oddly similar to each other. Mm-hmm. 
the very agency centric, which obviously ace, but at the same time, don't want everyone's connection to be the same. Right. I mean, mate, feel free to make one up if none of those fit. Oh no, there's, there's, there's good ones here, but it's just deciding. Well, I think, I think like since we're sort of uh, ongoing friends in Sherry down, I think I spend a lot of time uh, at the, uh, the tea shop slash record shop. And, uh, one of the things here, uh, your relationship with them has romantic potential, but so far it hasn't gone further. Whether that's one-sided or not, I don't know. <laughs> I think Kincaid, like, you know, even if he, it's one of those sort of not quite a, a prospect in his mind, it's still just one of those things. You go, he goes there, uh, he, he flirts to the best of his uh, minus one charm ability. Um, <laughs> Happy with that, Helen? Uh, yeah. Right. I believe that's everybody. Everybody should have three relationships, one pointing at each of the other three characters. We are we are knit together. We uh, have an idea of why you all know each other, why you all might call on each other in a particular crisis like the one we're going to face. So uh, I believe we're all ready to play. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Let's go. Vigil, a main house production from Merely Role Players. It stars Ellen Gould as Jess Butterworth, Chris McLennan as Ed Kincaid, Helen Stratton as Melody, and Chris Buxey as Calisteria Softbinding. Sound design for this production is by Natalie Winter, and the theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst. I'm Matt Boothman, and I play the supporting cast, as well as editing and producing the episode. We were playing Monster of the Week, a role-playing game by Michael Sands, published by Evil Hat Productions. You can find Monster of the Week at genericgames.co.nz. Merely Roleplayers is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on. <laughs>